Well, welcome everyone to the Price Off Podcast. I'm so excited. It is uh, May 26th, 2022. Uh, and we're here with Matt Karich from Soul Performance Nutrition. Welcome, Matt. Awesome to be here, guys. Really so, excited. Yeah, this is really fun. We've been talking about this for a bit since uh, the Arnold, really, where we got together and started talking about it. So uh, super excited to be talking about. And that's where I was handed one of these tubs yeah. here, the Electrolyte Endurance Powder, which I got a few scoops left, saving one for this podcast. So it's evening, so no stims right now. That that was your first product, right, Matt? Yeah, it was. Was that um, like a labor of love for you specifically, like the endurance aspect? It, it, it was. So that kind of came to light um, over the summertime. I always do this thing for, I don't even know why I started this, but every Sunday uh, I would run a 10K. So just this is what I do over the summertime. <laughs> nice. So it's just Sunday 10K. That's something I started doing. And I used to use, um, and I still use them, those little dissolvable tablets, the noon tablets, um, the little cool. electrolyte tabs. Um, and I would use those before a run because... I didn't want a bunch of stims. I didn't want a bunch of stuff like kind of churning around in my stomach while I was running. So I, I liked that, but I was always like, man, I wish I could get something that didn't have, you know, all this extra stuff in it. Cause if you go to like, you know, like a running store or something like that, it's dextrose, glucose, sucrose, all but like 50 grams of carbs. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to run for maybe an hour or two. I don't, I'm not running a marathon right now. I, I wish I had something that was, maybe I can have some oatmeal or something in the morning um, and use the electrolytes as a true, just electrolyte product. And I don't need all this extra stuff bouncing around in my stomach. So uh, that's kind of where that concept came from is how can I put a bunch of efficient minerals in, in a product and then maybe leverage some of the stuff from, cause if you look at the, you know, the endurance space, it's kind of like carbs and, electrolytes and that's their technology they don't really expand beyond that so you go over the sports performance side man there's all kinds of stuff you can you can leverage on i was like why hasn't anybody really combined these spaces before and i was like well maybe i could do this with uh with a product because then you can go low to no calorie so uh, I love mushroom products. So, you know, use Pico2, Synactive, Elevate ATP, and a little bit of S7 in there. Um, I know a lot of people love to reference S7 as like a pump product, but their study is like, eh, I, I don't, it's not the greatest study for, for pump information, but what, what I, my reasoning for using it was, I, and I tried a couple things around, but I saw it as, well, I've got Synactive making ATP. I've got Elevate ATP making ATP. Some um, Pico2 making ATP. You know, after your ATP, you're you're making reactive oxygen species, and you're running, you're doing all this like extra stuff. So, can I throw a little bit of vitamin C in there? Maybe leverage some of those polyphenols from the S7 as basically like a scavenger for some of the ROS that might come off of that. And that was kind of the concept of, you know, maybe limit some of the damage from the run as opposed to being a true pump product. I like that. I, uh, awesome. I'm not the endurance person here. Mike definitely is. Um, I've always been like a carbs person intro workout, mm -hmm. but I appreciated the fact that you took a stab at seemingly like, like an intro workout product that brought a lot of performance into it. I, I really enjoyed like the, I was starting to get it into mushrooms when you brought the Pico 2 mm. aspect. Um, and contrary to popular belief, you were able to flavor it quite well, even considering all that stuff in there. Yeah, that's yeah. That, that's why I'm drinking it right now, to be honest. Uh, I, yeah, I guess I don't totally need endurance, maybe for this podcast. But in general, I've tried a lot of Pico 2 and mushroom-based supplements. 
I think I'm trying to rack my brain. I think this is the, my favorite tasting one in terms of the, uh, and this is the, I have the uh, Island lemonade flavor. I, I, it's just like you worked with the mushrooms instead of on top of them. Like the original product that contained Pico too, they just overwhelmed, tried, tried to overwhelm it. It doesn't always work. And it's like this Island lemonade flavor is actually kind of working with it. And so you actually yeah. make the mushrooms more palatable to me. So I, I think you did a really good job on this. Um, I think, we could keep digging into the weeds or we can like way rewind things back and then uh, get into like an introduction, who you are, what you, what your company is. Are you doing only endurance products or not? You know? So, um, because it, yeah, so we can go down all those paths, but yeah, if you want to finish talking about this, I, I do like this product though. Yeah, I'll hit on the, the flavor and this is just my overall strategy. So what I wanted to do was I do just natural flavoring, natural sweeteners and everything. So I know there's only so much I can work with. I can't really force a flavor. So my strategy has always been, let me take this formula, just straight raw ingredient, no flavoring. And just what does this profile taste like? Um, you know, is there certain ingredients? Like there's, there are things I tried out that just were unflavorable. Like I knew it was not going to happen. So there is that, that's always my strategy is get the whole thing in raw first and go, okay, what might accent this flavor profile of these raw ingredients? And that's what kind of develops me into all these flavors I got into. So it's really the formula to me sort of dictates the flavor profile. I don't try to force it. I would say, I, I want to get into your intro and everything, so I don't want to keep this, this conversation going, but I do want to note that I think that your sleep product, and I haven't tried the collagen yet, so I can't speak on that yet, but I think your sleep product is the best job you've done on that. Um, that tea flavor that you had is just, it, uh, Mike, I don't think you've had it yet because you haven't commented on it, but I, I think when you do, you will love it. They worked with the botanicals. Yeah, that was... I, uh, that was another one that like taking it straight, it was like, okay, there's, I mean, it's, it's tea. There's nothing yeah. else I could do. <laughs> yeah. That, that's my option. A lot of these brands, like Mike said, uh, just bombard it with flavors and sweeteners and try to cover it up. But I mean, I, I can't imagine it's actually probably all that far off from the raw flavor, right? You're just adding in a couple other tones. Yeah. And you know, the, it's again, the Xyleria, Scrodanza berry, um, what else you got in there? Theanine, all that stuff adds very botanical heavy. So it was like, okay, it's going to be some kind of a tea flavor, maybe some kind of like an apple cinnamon type thing if you leverage some of that botanical stuff in the background. But that's kind of like all you could really do with that. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, hey, uh, let's talk about where you started. I mean, where you're coming, kind of coming from, if you want to give us like a quick bio on how, who you are and how you got here. Yeah. So I uh, started the company about two years ago. Um, it was, it was kind of, uh, I wouldn't say on a whim for sure. It's something I've wanted to do for probably like 15 years. You know, I grew up during the, let's see, Ronnie Coleman was at BSN and uh, Jay Cutler was at Muscle Tech. So that was like, you know, that the era, you walk into the stores, you got the shiny bottles of the labels all over everything. And I just, I just loved dietary supplements ever since I was about probably, I don't know, 18 years old. So love the industry, but Back then I was like, oh man, these, all these companies, they manufacture this stuff. Like they got giant factories, they're blending this all themselves. I, you know, it didn't even cross my mind that is, this is something that could be done. And then, so it kind of went, went on the back burner. And I think I read a book by, I want to say it was Tim Ferriss. I might be quoting this wrong, but he said something about like, you know, if you want to find your passion, you know, look around your house, what do you have the most of? And again, there's cupboard full of dietary supplements. And I'm like, Again, what am I, how am I going to do this? What am I going to do with that? So that, you know, sit on the back burner again. And then finally, uh, 
I've been a mechanical engineer full-time for about 10 years. Uh, I work for, uh, I, I design brakes for basically commercial vehicles. So I work with a, a lot of safety critical components. And during lockdown, um, it kind of came back up again. It was like, I didn't think I could start a company on the side because you just you just don't have the time to do that. It can't be done if you don't you don't have an office. How are you supposed to do this from you know working at home? And I just realized being on lockdown, I'm like, oh, I'm at my house just doing my exact same job I was doing before. Interesting. So then the, the gears really got turn um, turning, and I just started you know looking into what's it take to manufacture a product and uh, what do I need to look for? And that's where I leverage stuff like, you know, content from Priceplow, uh, Ryan from Fitness Informant and some other stuff out there on, you know, what, what do you, what should you look for? What is quality? You hear about like bathtub brews, you know, what does that, what does that mean? Um, kind of things like that. So that's kind of how I got started. And you've been able to find your way to some, I mean, I would consider you to be manufacturing at a great location. Uh, using BSEG, your formulas come together really well. It, it it seems like you've really been able to put the whole equation together. So I, my question for you kind of is, um, you started the company two years ago, but how long did it take before that that you felt comfortable making a formula? Oh it, yeah, that and that it two years ago. I mean that first year was nothing happened. It was all sourcing my manufacturer, developing that first formula, uh, going back and forth with the manufacturer, getting the raw ingredients, talking to all these sub suppliers. Um, I can maybe make a point on how I found my manufacturer because maybe some people struggle with this. I kind of leveraged my, I don't know, let's call it knowledge from, uh, you know, the engineering side of things. Um, how do you know who to trust? And I sort of treated it like I was setting up a supplier on the outside of like a bolt manufacturer or something like that. You know, what kind of quality systems do they have in place and things like that? So I made, I made essentially like an engineering document that spelled out like, and here it is, like spelled out like my entire formula. So I have one of these for pretty much all the formulas that say, uh, you know, what's the scope of this? Uh, what are the relevant ingredients, general requirements, formulation requirements, test ver verifications of performance, test reports and certification requirements, product marking and packaging requirements, supplementary uh, requirements, third party analysis and certification. I just went like, I tried to find anything I could possibly think of that was related to making a, a, a supplement and what would be the most kosher way to do it, let's say, put it into a spec and then see who, um, who fought me on it. So I basically went out to as many, many, many manufacturers I could find, presented this to them and see who kind of barked back, like who wasn't willing to deal with this. Oh, you know, this is this is over the top. This is you don't need all this information, um, uh, things like that. So there was uh, there was really one at the end and who I ended up with that, you know, never barked back at me and was very open with information, any testing I wanted to see. I, I knew their control plans and information, how they brought stuff in, how they tested it. I was willing to, they were willing to share all that information. And I know, you know, based on quotes, I'm paying more to get that manufacturer than others, but hey, I'm selling this product to people at the end of the day and they're consuming it. So I gotta be, I gotta be comfortable with that. That's that's awesome. I it's think so of, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the, the document, the fact that you put that together. Um, that's really incredible. And, how can I ask how many manufacturers do you think you talked to before you got there? Some, I mean, some of the conversations were super short. It was basically zero response back, but there's probably about maybe 
five that were like kind of in conversation and then we would hit like a stalling point where it was like the it was like the more questions i asked the deeper i dug the more people fell off so probably like maybe 10 in total and then five more realistically and then really there was really one at the end yeah Right. Was was there an issue in terms of like, obviously some of the major, major manufacturers can do everything you want because they're doing it for like massive brands where we have oh, sure. Nabisco cookies in and stuff. So they're, they're tested very well, but they probably also have minimum order quantities that are huge for someone of your size. Did that kind of play a part of it too? There was, there was a little bit of that. Um, I'm still ordering more than honestly, I'm semi-comfortable with at my, at my size, but I'm like, it's just what I have to deal with. Um, but yeah, that was, there were some that, the the MOQs were just for me anyways, were just absolutely through the roof. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that was, that was another factor. Gotcha. So, so you're, I, I take it, you're funding this with some of your income from your job, right? Oh yeah. Yep. Okay. That's cool. And, um, are they aware of it? Like, are you, is this okay? Yep. Do they own the IP, you know, like, is there no, any... no, 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 uh, no, they're very supportive. Um, cool. and they're, you know, kind of it's actually interesting because a lot of the people I deal with are not supplement people like at my work. So I, you know, hand them out samples and stuff like that. And they're kind of like, I always love the reactions of, um, I'll give them something. And at first they were kind of like, Oh yeah, I'll, I'll try your powder. I'll let you know how it does. And then the endurance powder was the first one. And I, I, there's a lot of people who are cyclists at my work or mountain biking. And they were like, you know, I don't know if it's a placebo, but I feel like, like that's doing something. And I'm like, you know, these ingredients in here are based on science. You know, I could tell you everything you want to, you know, make up a whole bunch of stuff, but all the ingredients are displayed on the back. You can look them up yourself. Um, you know, they're based on studies. So that's why they're in there. That's, awesome. that's kind of funny. And what, yeah, one thing I like here. So I don't know if I see it on your, um, the electrolyte powder, but on your website for Oasis Midnight Dream, which is the sleep aid, there is a BSCG certification. So yep. are you, are you BSCG certified on everything? Every single product. Yep. Awesome. So, and I, that kind of goes to show first off BSCG and maybe you could, I, you could explain BSCG better than us at this point, but BSCG is not going to jump into a garbage manufacturer. So like that right off the bat, I see BSCG, I'm in like, I, I, cause I, I'm a huge fan of Oliver and his work over there. Yep. Um, can, can you kind of, was that part of, was that a requirement that you needed that you that, wanted to be drug, that, drug test certified? That, that was a, that was partially a requirement. And, um, you know, I wanted one, you know, they test for drugs and I, I looked at BSCG, NSF, and um, what's the other one? Informed uh, Sport. Inform Sport. Um, I looked at all of them. BSCG tests for the most. So they're uh, over 500. Um, they're banned substances, illicit prescription and over-the-counter drugs. So they test for all those things. But really, you know, that's great for athletes and I want to support athletes with that. But the other thing was, I don't know what I don't know. So when it comes to, you know, the manufacturing part, okay, I did all my due diligence and I put this formulation specification who, how I eventually got to the manufacturer I wanted, but there's all the ins and outs that I don't understand, but BSCG does. So they don't only audit, you know, me and the formula, but they audit the entire manufacturing process that created the formula, how the products are stored, what the COAs are for all the individual products, what all the individual manufacturers of the products are. So I felt comfortable with, okay, that cost me a lot of money to do this, but again, I'm selling something that people are consuming. So I have to feel comfortable with it. So, and I just like the fact that, you know, it, it's 
we have that testing and I, I could stand behind the product and say it's one of, if not the highest quality products on the market. I think that the I don't know what I don't know comment is really important because people don't realize that um, you send off these specifications to a guy with a facility and then, you know, 12 to 16 weeks on average, you're getting a pallet of it shipped to your house and you have no clue. Right. <clears throat> right. You don't know anything. It's it's powder in a bottle. You can do testing that costs money. Um, any level of knowing something costs money because you, you could go visually audit. Some people go to the facility when it's running, uh, but you're probably not going to do that with a full time job. And so using something like BSCG is a really easy way to get to know a, like a lot. Right. And, and like you said, they're in the industry. So where, for instance, warning letters just went out for hornene and, and uh, hygienamine. If you didn't know much about those ingredients, or the industry that that was coming, like BSCG will. They they do a lot of due diligence that a lot of people won't have access to. Right. So there, you end up keeping yourself from having too many unforeseen headaches, in my opinion. Yeah, there was a, a time I was playing around with uh, potentially putting N-acetylcysteine in the collagen formula, but you know that was during the time of, and it's still kind of like, well, what's the FDA going to do? They said they're not going to do anything, but they also kind of are doing something. So it's like, they're like, and just don't mess with it. And again, I, you know, I want to stay above bar on everything I make. So I'm just not messing with it. And, you know, we, we, Mike and I support anisocysteine. We, we, we love all this stuff, but if you don't have, you know, a lot of money and lawyers and, and, and all the means to kind of protect yourself, it's just not a smart idea for a lot of people. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, that's upsetting. Your collagen formula is awesome as it is, but that, that, I mean, that upsets me. That, that just like, to me is verifiable proof that the FDA is doing harm and their shenanigans with this, which they have no right to do, which they're completely out of line and, and illegally doing so. And so they're, they're, it's a cartel and they are basically pushing around small brands. And so this is kind of proof. Um, don't mean to get on a soapbox about this because like, I don't disagree with you from a business perspective. If they start sending out warning letters, yeah. Or you're going to, you know, take on another engineering job to fight it. It just, it, it sucks. Right. But yeah. This is a, I, I couldn't potentially disagree more with what the FDA is doing and um, highly question the, the motives behind it. Like, a thousand times out of 10. So that sucks. <laughs> so, but either way though, the formula is really good. So, um, so electrolyte endurance powder came out first. When was that? Was that late 2021 or was this early? That was, let's see, actually it's my manufacturer date. I have one of the original bottles here. Uh, let's see, May of oh, 2021. Okay. Sweet. Okay. So then, all right. So then you're working on this and you started, what, 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 what next? You got this powder here. You're giving it away to some people at, at, at the manufacturing facility or whatever. And now what? So now, so now it was, um, you know, let's just keep the foot on the gas, keep the, the, the pedal rolling, I guess. Um, I, in my formulas just take forever to come out with it seemingly, uh, one is, I think I was in launching something in the midst of all this supply chain stuff, but the second one was the greens powders. So everything I've done is kind of been like, you know, what's a solution to one of my problems or what do I like to take or what might I want to do different? So the second one was the greens. Uh, that was definitely, you know, if you look at the facts panel on the greens compared to the electrolyte endurance powder, there's so many more ingredients in that one. That was definitely a supply chain uh, lesson learner there. Um, that I think officially took 30, 
34, 35 weeks to go from, I put the PO in till it showed up at my house. So it was just, you know, stuff gets stuck in different areas. There's shortages on ingredients. And, you know, they offered multiple times, Hey, can you, we swap this ingredient out for this ingredient and shorten your time. And I said, Nope, the formula is the formula. So if it takes 35 weeks, it takes 35 weeks. Is that a poor business decision? I don't know, but you know, this was my original thing. I love the way it came out and I'm not changing it. That's awesome. What, what ingredients are worth fighting for? I mean, besides all of them, like, was there a specific one where like, I will die on this ingredient? Uh, th I think one was, I wanted to keep in there was Spectra. Uh, let's see. One of the other ones I think was Chaga Mushroom. There was an issue with sourcing that. Um, oh, uh, this was, uh, what were you trying to switch swap out? There's a coconut coconuts was actually one of the issues at the time is there's some kind of supply chain shortage in brazil and basically as part of the thickening of the the formula is a coconut cream actually and they wanted to swap it with it might have been like a soy cream or something like that and i was like no no it, it's it has to say coconut cream i'm not putting soy in there zero percent chance so i was like i'm waiting <laughs> i love that i think um it, especially with the greens product, there's seasonalities. There's a lot of things to, to be concerned with when you're going into greens. And, and a lot of people, because greens are popular right now, a lot of people don't think about it when they're going in. Yeah. Um, I, I used to love, and I think it still exists, a product called um, Green Vibrance. Um, yeah. They probably have like 20, version 100 by now. But uh, the one thing with that, it was that it, it just, the taste, it, awesome product, but the taste was like, it was literally like dirt because they don't think they use any flavoring. So I was like, again, how can I put natural flavors in there as little flavoring as possible, but yet make it palatable and not so gritty. So I really tried to focus on the grittiness of the greens formula. So it wasn't so, um, yeah, it just gives you that weird mouth feel. And I think we came out with something pretty good. Did you have uh, a back and forth about natural sweeteners or uh, artificial sweeteners? Um, in the beginning, no, I, that was something. So that was like my thing from the beginning, natural flavors, uh, zero coloring. So none, none of the formulas have any color whatsoever, or even like uh, spirulina to add color. It just, there's no color. It, your, my formulas are brown and that's the color they are. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, no artificial colors, no artificial sweeteners, no artificial flavors, uh, BSCG certified. Um, I think that that was kind of like my foundation from the beginning. This is what I'm doing and I'm not deviating from it. Awesome. I, I, I like Would you do lot. beetroot extract ever if you need a little bit of red? Uh, like, see, I'd see what I would try to do in that in that case is like, could I take beetroot and utilize it in the formula yes. somehow? Probably. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, not to put you on the spot too much, but so yeah, I have some, I have a couple questions on this green blend, but can you educate us on chaga mushroom? Like I've honestly not gone down the, the chaga rabbit hole. Uh, I was just a big fan of it. It's got a huge, uh, that oxygen, what is it? ORAC value. Um, it's kind of like a quite astringent flavor. So if you have it straight by itself, it's kind of strong, but I didn't really see it utilized in a lot of other, uh, formulas for whatever reason. But again, love beta glucans, polysaccharides, uh, and, and mushrooms. So, um, it was just one of my historically, it's like a weird blocky looking mushroom if you compare it to other ones, but it was always one of my favorites. And for whatever reason, I, I never saw it using almost any other formula. So I was like, I want that to be the, the number one in there. I think originally I had 200 milligrams of each mushroom and I was like, yeah, 
let's tack another 50 on there. So that one shows up on top. So that one, <laughs> that's that, I love that. That actually works. Like a lot of people would lower the others or do something else. Um, and that makes sense because it's also one mushroom that's not in Pico two, which is in the uh, electrolyte endurance blend. So that that's was, nice. that's what I originally had in there was Pico two, but I was like, you know what? It doesn't have Chaga. I was like, well, I want to make my own mushroom blend and put it in there and just individually source all of them. That was the other thing too. Yeah. Right. And that, that's what I was going to ask. So when you are, when you have like the dark greens blend or, or this mushroom blend or anything, so you're specifically, you have an open formula here. You're telling us exactly what you're getting from each one. Mm-hmm. Did the manufacturer have to source each of those individually or like, were they trying to like, here's a prop blend you could just use and open up or like, how did. No, my, uh, actually my salesperson over at my manufacturer kind of laughs because she says, I'm basically the only person that gives them an instruction set and says, here's what you're getting. Um, and if you can't get this, try to get it for me. If not, give me another option, but this is what I want. So yeah, they, they source everything for me. Uh, I haven't quite got into sourcing yet. Uh, it's something as I grow, I'm going to start looking into, but yeah, I give them basically a formula set. This is exactly what I want. And, um, you know, we'll bounce ideas off back and forth, uh, between ourselves because, you know, there's thousands of ingredients out there that I'm, maybe I'm not even aware of, but, um, that's that's usually how it goes is i'll give them kind of an instruction set and they'll build off that there's a lot of really great mushroom providers coming out too um i think i'm a huge believer in mushrooms now so i I, someone else was talking about the chaga issue i'm not sure if it was you or someone else but um i don't know anyone that's that's pushing chaga right now so it definitely sets you apart yeah it's a cool it's it's a great immunity ingredient um again it's got that really high orac value which some people put validity in some people don't but i was like i was always a big fan of it so um i wanted to really feature it in there yeah and when we're just talking with anyone we like to see differentiators and everything so it helps just something different for people this definitely has a lot of different things one thing i like here i want to call out and this shouldn't seem like a big deal but we found a study where they it was uh based upon spirulina and it was a gram a day and i started looking through a lot of the spirulina and a lot of the greens powders that we've covered recently and I thought a lot of them were spirulina heavy. It turns out a lot of them actually aren't. And so you're at 1.2 grams per day over the the study that I had been looking at. Um, but if you start looking at it, for those who like get into the the, the geekery behind spirulina, the it, the dose does matter. And there's not not that many greens formulas have as high of a dose as you do. There are some that probably have a little bit higher, and some just straight up spirulina products that taste like seaweed and everything. They um. Sure. They will have more, of course, but as far as a big blend goes, you have a very high dose of it here. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah. I'm always surprised to see greens formulas that have like no greens in them at all. And I'm like, this is bizarre. (laughs) I see, I see that way more often than I'd like to admit, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hey, so we're a half hour in, I wanted to ask, did you want to give away, I know you mentioned you want to do at least one giveaway during this. Um, Yeah. I, th- we don't have any way of like checking who has watched so far. The, so the only way to do this is to ask a question or have someone spam it and chatter. So I don't know if you prepared anything or if you had any ideas. Um, let's say this. Everyone who's familiar with my products will know I'm using common ingredients. There's, an, there's ingredients that show up universally across the three formulas that they know the formulas, what they currently are. What is that ingredient category? Interesting. Okay. So there's an ingredient category that hits all three. It shows up in every every product. I have an idea. 
I think curious. I know. I'm curious if anyone. Okay, so yeah, there's a little bit of a lag on the YouTube, so we'll see who answers live. For those listening on the audio feed, we are live on YouTube here. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, what was I going to say? I think okay, I think I know it. So um, I'm not going to say anything. What we could do is we could bust out this collagen and do a live tasting too. Oh, the shaker. I don't have a shaker. I don't have the collagen. Yeah, I'd have here. to. I'd have to get up for a second. So, David Lim, is it adaptogen? That is also an acceptable answer. That was my answer. <laughs> That's not the answer you were looking for, though. That was my answer. What? What? I was gonna say, I was gonna say mushrooms, but mm. adaptogens is also a acceptable answer. So I'll I we'll go with that. Awesome. Oh, because the collagen's got tremella, which I've ne- I've honestly never even heard of this. You got a whole gram of it. I'm curious what Mike thinks of the the collagen flavor. So my nope. strategy has been I'm a small guy, so I have to make really out there formulas. So go hard and heavy in quality and then go really bizarre with the formulations and that's that's kind of my my strategy is hit categories people really aren't going after or do them a lot differently than other people are doing them i thought you did a good job with the endurance powder there because how many brands out there have products that actually help with mike what are you doing i was trying to share my screen so that i could put the label up and it's not let me share you a hit window. the whiteboard you gotta hit uh share your screen yeah it's whatever it's not working okay um yeah i'd like to pull the, yeah pull up some of these labels over people watching on youtube that's, yeah, that's why i was asking um oh so not a lot of brands are doing endurance that's a unique category and in my opinion a lot of the endurance companies you know kind of suck like you look at your like your liquid ivs and stuff like that there's there's not a lot of quality out there um so it, you kind of get to own a category there or, or they have like electrolyte products and then you look at the labels and there's like zero electrolytes in them. Or there's like a couple, like a couple hundred milligrams and you're like, I don't, what is this doing exactly? I'm not yeah. sure. Glorified sugar water. Yeah, we've, uh, I don't want to bring up too much of your competition, but yeah, in the past we've had, uh, we had Matt Mosman on an early podcast years ago. And it may have been, that was probably before Ben even joined Price Pop. He yeah. was ragging on all these, these quote unquote endurance companies and like they, they produce garbage. So <laughs> like, I would, I would um, say, uh, I would back anything that he is involved with. So they, uh, he is Enduralite. So yes. just from my perspective, anyways, I've looked at a lot of the Enduralite formulas. I would say for people looking for good endurance formulas, I'd back anything they sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Matt's the man. So it was kind of funny though, but like, yeah, there was a, um, I'll just put it out there. We, and this is their right as their trademark, but hammer nutrition contacted us and had us take every single thing off their website. Like, so I have in our system now, if, if it says hammer nutrition, our site like totally blocks it. So it doesn't get added because they didn't want to be on our site. I was like, all right. (laughs) I don't think we're going to talk friendly about any of your stuff anyway. So that was uh, possibly one of the offending companies, but overall, you know, whatever, that's their prerogative. They don't want to be they Yeah. They don't want to be listed next to an endurance. I wouldn't want to either. So <laughs> anyway, that's that. But so, so are you an endurance brand? Like if I was going to ask with soul performance nutrition, what, what is soul performance nutrition? I is- think my, it's not necessarily a lot of it is like been put together to kind of solve my problems, right. but really it's like, I really want to try to blend or merge those lines of what's a performance product and what's a health product. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to be so far over in the performance side that you're like, 
uh, you know, I could take this pre-workout like three days a week. If I, if I take it more than that, then, um, you know, I'm, I'm really hurting or something like that. Or like with the sleep formula, like I didn't want to release something that like, uh, man, if I took this for a couple weeks straight, I'm addicted to it. Like mm. that's just not my, that, that doesn't fit my, I don't know, scheme of products, I guess. I want something that you could potentially take daily if you wanted to. And if you stop, then you're fine. Like you don't have any ill effects from it. So I really want to try to merge that, that health category and performance category as, as tightly as I can. Cool. So let's get into the sleep formula. Let's, um, okay. So a couple of questions, like what, yeah, what was your goal here? Cause I, I, I'm, I'm seeing certain goals here that I'm not sure are the same as yours, but first things first, this is a melatonin free sleep aid. Yep. So do you want to get into that? Like melatonin is the divisive controversial. It's not controversial, but it's like, it's the make it or break it ingredient for some people. Right. And a lot of people don't like it. Some people do. So you, you fell on the no melatonin line. Yeah. So for me, I, I knew I was going to take this almost daily. So probably five, six days a week, maybe even every single day for me personally. So I don't think there's anything wrong specifically with melatonin, but it's something I didn't want to take every single day, especially like a big dose of it. And there's mm -hmm. probably some brands out there who would say that same thing that I think they make great products, but they would probably say, well, you probably shouldn't take this every single day. But so this is something I wanted to take nearly daily. And then originally when I came out with this, um, the formula looked different. So I trialed I think four different physical iterations of this. And it originally was kind of not melatonin, but sort of melatonin. So it had like 5-HTP and tryptophan and stuff like that, that kind of eventually go down the road and convert into melatonin. And the thing I kept running into was I got a good night's sleep, but I would just wake up like, I didn't feel rested. I felt like I was in a fog and it wasn't until like, maybe noon or so that like, okay, I feel like I'm awake and now I'm like, my day has started. So it was weird. Like I felt rested, but at the same time, like I couldn't get out of the fog. So I was like, what is doing this? So I kept messing or pulling ingredients in and out. And that's kind of eventually where I ended up where pulled out all the tryptophan, all the 5-HTP, anything like really hacking the serotonin pathway pretty heavily. And that's when I ran into some research too on, um, the metabolic pathways of serotonin and dopamine. And if you really, they, they are kind of antagonists against one another. So if you really heavily go down one, you're depleting the other and vice versa. And so I was like, well, that doesn't again, fit within my scheme of, is this a health product? If I'm hammering like a serotonin pathway over and over and over and over again, and there's not like a equal dopamine pathway to even that thing out. I, I don't think so. So that's where I ended up. Um, I wanted something that was, um, we're doing it. I guess you could say GABA related. So taurine is kind of inhibitory, stimulates GABA, xylaria, especially it's kind of giving you nutrients to stimulate GABA, but there's no GABA added in here to really like nail you with GABA. And a lot of people have told me too, I've talked to online or I've tried the formula who aren't big fans of GABA. They said they feel relaxed, but they don't feel whatever the negatives they were feeling from taking like pharma GABA or something like that. Uh, they don't feel that with this. And that kind of was, again, that was my strategy was something that's not going to knock you out, but it will allow you to sleep and rest well at night and wake up early uh, in the morning and be recovered. Yeah. I think I liked what, 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 what the one part you said about um, like being a health company because so many brands 
when they set out to make a formula for a product, they want to just blow out the intensity of what the intended um, purpose for the product is. And I feel like with all of your products, that they're they're in the category like this will help you sleep, but it's not going to knock you out into sleep. It's just going to help you already maximize on the sleep hygiene you have existing. Um, and I could say that about all of your products. Like, is your endurance product like the best intra workout, the most loaded intra workout ever? I mean, it's it's incredibly loaded, but I feel like it it supports whole body health first, right? And 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 mm-hmm. that's what that's what gives you that performance is is putting you in a better position overall instead of just like hammering you for instance with a sleep product with just a ton of melatonin yeah um i i like that a lot because i feel like most sports nutrition like in the circle like these these consumers want to like take the most highest dose things that they can but i think that a lot of general pop or just general health enthusiasts is actually what vitamin shop calls them are looking for something that's just going to enhance their lifestyle and health overall yeah, I did a lot of looking into like REM sleep and like what kind of nutrients could I provide that supports REM sleep cycles. So that was kind of the other theory behind this too was don't knock you out, some kind of relax you into the evening. So I usually take this maybe like an hour before bed and it's not like I hit the pillow and I'm like walking, you know, toward the bed like a zombie. You know, I lay down, I feel relaxed and then I wake up the next morning feeling pretty good. And that was my whole strategy. Can I ask you, so as a user of your supplements, you use this almost every day, and I think that's great. Do you also keep a harder sleep product for nights that you want a little bit harder sleep? Um, funny enough, what I do is I'll take and add more of, like if I need something really heavy, I'll add more Xyleria to it, or I'll add more. And there's already a lot in there. I think I'm like uh-huh. double what I've seen some other brands do, which, you know, there's, I don't think there's, a huge point on like triple quadruple mega dosing ingredients unless there's like a purpose behind it so that was like my main driver here is really leverage the effects of lysolaria and you know not go over the top on uh too many other ingredients but like sensorial there's a i think doctor's best is a brand i've got little capsules of uh sensorial that i'll add to this if i want to uh throw a little more on top of it and another capsule is xyleria i'll throw on top of it so that's usually my strategy yeah I th- that's that's awesome um and i th- i'm realizing is sensorial on your oh i see it okay sorry i thought it was missing from your label for a second uh did you consider different ashwagandhas instead of the sensorial how did you land there uh, so I messed around with, so I use KSM over on the, uh, greens formula, KSM 66, and I've messed around with sensorial and I messed around with Shodan. Um, I didn't try new Gonda. That was like the one I didn't try. Um, not that it's not any good. I just happened to not try that one, but between Shodan and sensorial, I felt like I got the, uh, the experience I was trying to get with sensorial. Uh, I think Shodan's another great ingredient. It's just I felt like the experience I was going after, it worked well um, in this product. So that's yeah. why I went that way. I've had a lot of experience with Shodan just because of like Serenity had had a, had a decent dose of it. Um, I think Sensorial, actually, I think the only time I've ever taken it was your product. I'm trying to think of any other one that I can think of that used it. It's definitely a more rare ashwagandha. Yeah, they their studies, uh, a lot of the ashwagandha studies, I feel like are hitting similar stories, but one of the main things they talked about in theirs was um, sleep and the extractants that they pulled from that were more like relaxant type base. So that's why I went that route. That's awesome. Um, 
We haven't seen Uganda in a long time. I forgot about that ingredient. Mike, Some... I think you're muted. Man, nothing. I'm gonna check your mic. Have you been to supply side, Matt? I have not, but I plan, I'm gonna try to go this year. Okay. That, I think, I would say not a lot of brand owners can fit in at supply side, but I think you would really enjoy it. Mm. Yeah, I like talking with, you know, other brands and I, I just, I, I love the industry. So I got, I got a cabinet full of everybody other else's products downstairs. Cause I, I mean, I just love uh, supplements in general. Obviously I take my stuff, but um, you know, there's a lot of great products out there. So. Um, yeah, I think um, it's kind of actually even funny because like from a brand of your perspective, like health and um, I don't know, less hardcore, normally those kinds of brands don't get along really well with the, the overarching industry. Mm -hmm. uh, but I've seen you give a lot of props to, to brands across the across the entire category as long as they're compliant. <laughs> That's the thing like that kind of drives me crazy. Like everybody always goes after these like non-compliant pre-workouts. You've got Glaxon making awesome pre-workouts that are compliant, that are really high stimulant. You've got, um, what is it from Unbound? Um, un mm -hmm. Unload from Unbound, another really high stimulant product that, I mean, that thing would blow the doors off me. Like, I, I don't even, I'm not even sure I can handle that. Why support these these brands that are using all these non-compliant ingredients when there's all these ones out there that have testing, you know our quality and make great products? Yeah. Actually, that unload is a product that I expect you that I expect you would like, because of the amount of crazy botanicals in it. Yeah, that's a that's a cool cool formulated product. It's just different. And that, but I think that's an element that is missed so much in this industry right now. It's just being different. Um, like, did when you came up with these formulas, did you think to yourself like this is like like did you? aim to not use things that people like commonly use. Absolutely. There is, there are certain things that like, I don't want to call them off the table ingredients, but there's stuff I see show up a lot that I kind of purposely stay away from. Cause they just, they're just used a lot. And I'm like, I, am I making a me too product at that point? Like what differentiate me differentiates me from, from these other brands. So there are certain ingredients that I see that I almost avoid. So I'm kind of glad you caught on to that. <laughs> well, I mean, it's funny. You mentioned like ashwagandhas, like KSM 66 in 2019 was in every single product that we talked about for nine months. And I am not hating on KSM. I love KSM. I think it's an awesome ingredient. I think that a lot of really smart brands use it. A lot of brands that, that you know, didn't use it, that's, that's fine. But uh, between Sensorol, Shodan, and Uganda, there's other options. And I don't mm -hmm. understand why no one ever touches those. Right. I, th I don't. And I think... I, I love KSM. I think it's a really good, like, it's, it's like what experience are you? Maybe people don't understand the experience aspect of it because they're very different from one another. Yeah. And um, yeah, you can get very different results from those different products. I think that a lot of the misunderstanding in the industry is that different extracts can do different things. I don't think mm -hmm. a lot of people understand that concept in that. Um, cause I've had people say, oh, that sensor roller showed in is underdosed because it needs to be this dosage. That oh yes. Case, it's gotta right? be 600 milligrams. Right. Yeah. And then the other thing that I notice is, is, is specifically like not, not only are there different, uh, claims for different extracts, but also, and I see this in some of your, your dosages, not every ingredient has a specific dosage that needs to be at like like uh beta alanine needing to be 3200 milligrams sure right we all know that we can scale it for different effects and i i think that you've shown a pretty good 
handle on, um, hey, this ingredient, not every ingredient needs to be at like a certain dosage for it to be specifically efficacious. Right. Uh, so, Mike, are you back? Am I? There you are. Okay. okay. So yeah, the one, one thing I was trying to say a little bit ago, I guess I was muted was uh, choline. You have a pretty high dose of vitacholine in your sleep aid. Now, if I pull up some emails from like a decade ago, I was emailing with a formulator at a brand who is uh, using it for lucid dreams. He was going high choline. Is that the purpose here or are you doing something else? So I was trying to, that could happen. Uh, one of the things, some of the research I did was um, there's some lucid dreaming um, kind of science behind it. For me personally, I haven't experienced a whole lot, but what I was trying to go after was the choline and going in and out of REM sleep. So as you move through different sleep cycles, your brain's um, kind of how it relies on choline and your kind of the levels of choline, acetylcholine in the brain kind of rise and fall. And that's what I was trying to kind of promote with this was um, those kind of staying in and out of different sleep cycles. So staying in that REM sleep for longer, that was the strategy. I think choline is a great example of that. Like most often you see vitacholine, it's just straight 500 milligrams every single time. Mm. 625 is a very specific dosage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, it was playing around with different levels of stuff. So that's kind of how I ended up where I ended up. Uh, the specifics, uh, that's Scrizanza extract. That was one that I don't see almost any brand using. And if you get the right extracts of that, you know, that's sometimes a stimulant. But if you get the right versions of it, sometimes it's kind of more of a relaxant, more of an adaptogen effect. So that was uh, what I did with uh, with this one. I like that. I think I think what's what's fun about this industry right now is that consumers are starting to understand a little bit better. They're starting to educate themselves, and so I love it when a company like you comes in and brings in stuff that they still don't understand. Like you're really, I, I think that our community specifically. Um, who, who like literally asked for this podcast on our, on our discord. Like th I think they are excited by learning new stuff. And so when you bring things that are new to the table, but they're not like necessarily a new stimulant, but something in a, like, in a sleep category, imagine that being exciting. Right. That's kind of right. An, an People love category. their sleep stuff though. Yeah. It, uh, so I, yeah, I, I have another specific question. <laughs> I mean, to put you on the spot, your greens label, it says enzymatic stevia. Do you know what enzymatic stevia is compared to regular stevia? Is that um, that's like a different? There's like different categories. So there's like stevia reb A, stevia right. reb M, and then I think there's one just called straight enzymatic stevia. And um, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I don't think it technically fell okay. under the reb A category. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it before. That's just like little um, things I noticed. I was looking for that coconut oil that you have in your other ingredients area. So I know like Reb M, I specifically went with that on the electrolyte endurance powder because that one had the least like metallic-y type flavor. Um, gotcha. Stevia sometimes has that like metallic-y aftertaste to it. And then I use Reb A kind of on a lot of the other ones. And the enzymatic one, I think from my recollection, they had a good balance of kind of like a sugary type mouthfeel but it still had kind of like a herbal accent to it. Uh, if I remember off the top awesome. of my head. So, so are you, do you have baggies of this stuff in your kitchen that you're messing with? Or was this from the manufacturer sending you samples back and forth a ton of times? Or did you fly over there? Like Kind of um, twofold. Sometimes I'll source things myself and then sometimes they'll send it to me for, for samples. Yep. Cool. Yeah, I, honestly, I, I've 
as much as we've talked about this stuff, no one's really ever cared to break down the differences between any of the stevias, Reb A, Reb, Reb M. I kind of, we kind of just see it on the label and it's like, okay, it's stevia, but seems like there's more nuance there. Like anything else, there's more nuance to it. That's cool. Oh, there's, yeah. There's so many different versions of them. So Matt, uh, Sean in the chat is asking, it's, I, it's, it's a fun conversation. I'm, I'm not sure how often you get this question. So I, I don't want to, to go ask the wrong question, but are you, are you planning on making a pre-workout? Cause it seems like what so many people do first and it seems very deliberate that you haven't, but at the same time, I feel like you do have something to add to the conversation. Yeah. So, um, not exactly. Um, I, that's the answer <laughs> i i did start formulating a pre-workout um i was working again i don't want to get into a product category that i can't offer like a really unique experience so i started formulating a pre-workout and i was working with my manufacturers on stuff it turned into a focus-based product so the pre-workout moved away from pre-workout ended up into a focus-based product and I think, so it was still a powder and I still kept messing with it, messing with it, messing with it. And I think I've, it was teased over on the discord. It's now pretty well defined. I'm down to one final ingredient getting that sourced. Um, cause it, my last trial went really well. It's now a capsule product. So it's not exactly a pre-workout, but it kind of is. What I found when I was part of the team with Nutribrow making that unload product was that we sat down and thought about what is a pre-workout like to you or to an athlete and um obviously you know something that you use before a workout that increases a performance in some way that could be pump that could be uh, a focus it could be power output it could be so much um but I, I found that mood and focus were the two biggest things and uh it, it sounds like you kind of came to a similar conclusion because why couldn't you use you use a nootropic for working out there's like right. I, I actually know a lot of people that use like ghost gamer or goon mm -hmm. from glaxon for that why couldn't you use something that's going to help you focus on the task at hand better and that because that's going to use a lot of the same pathways um so do you kind of see people using nootropic as a pre-workout i think potentially so that's that's sort of where this ended up and i i don't know if i would call it a it's it's sort of a pre-workout sort of a nootropic-y I, I don't know if i've set it on a, a product category for this yet oh that's actually some of my struggles are like this collagen formula when you get into that it's like how do you explain this formula to people like i don't even know where to start sometimes like i know what this does and i and i know what's all in here but to the general public how do you explain this like it, you start getting lost, but it was almost like a really fun, how could I do something crazy? And that's, you know, everybody makes all these like crazy pre-workouts now. That was like almost my thing when I came to the collagen was let's make a crazy collagen. Um, but to the, the pre-workout thing, yes, eventually, but you'll see something first in a capsule format that I think will be exciting for the pre-workout community. Okay. Interesting. Um, nice. We have someone asking uh, about stims in this situation. Are you a stim person or a non-stim person? I used to be huge stim person. Um, lately, I this week's a little different because I'm uh, I'm actually on vacation this week from my main job. But um, so this week I'm I'm going stim heavy. But typically I don't work out till six seven o'clock at night. So I almost don't use stims a whole lot anymore. I just use electrolyte endurance powder. Usually pre-workout a lot. But um, I really like the uk ghost um legend i think that's a great formula um some of the glaxon ones those are unique formulas um 
they're a little too much, some of them for me, but um, I would say, and I think you're aware of some of the stuff, like maybe on the horizon with stimulants that I won't divulge, but um, there's some interesting things maybe on the horizon for stim people. Yeah, Matt was, Matt's awesome. Like at, he, when we start talking about stuff that's on the horizon, he always somehow knows about it. Like when we talked about a, a caffeine replacement coming, he already knew what it was. And, and I, I respect that because from, from a background standpoint, uh, so often with supplement, uh, supplements and especially stimulants, people are like, oh, what's the next thing? But don't understand what the next pathway is. Hmm. Um, so that, I'm kind of excited. Unfortunately, with so many of these things, it gets tied up in large brands with exclusivities for a little bit. Um, but maybe it'll make its way into Seoul at some point. Yeah. Um, in terms of like sourcing, when you when when you are trying to find like when you like when you sat down for for a sleep product, do you start backwards and just look at like what are the main uh, pathways or needs for sleep, or do you start with the ingredients first? Um, I do. I, I started out with like what would support in general, what supports sleep or sometimes like what are other people doing? What, what pathways are they going down? Like, does that make sense? And then what would I want to do different? And then um, how could I, then I'll physically test it. So like my product, the original version of this looked very different. Like I said, then I'll physically test it and see how did I react to that? And how would I want that experience to be shared with other people? And then I just kept altering it until I ended up where I ended up. But um, that's I'll, I'll, I'll kind of do both. I'll look at, you know, what pathways would kind of chemically be supported, like logically. And then what else could you what else could you like the, the Scrizanza berry? That's a one that like it just never shows up in sleep stuff. Like what else? What ingredients can I leverage that people don't use or could I use in a unique way? That's what I want to. That's really also what I want to try to do is use things people don't commonly use in unique ways to give people just a different experience. So like, you know, when they try out my sleep formula, they're going to get a way different experience than somebody else's on the market. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really enjoyed uh, seeing like the first couple of feedback, especially with this, with this discord we have now being able to get like a lot more than just a comment or a DM, but being able to get like real time conversation. Yeah. Uh, when people were talking about their experience on uh, Oasis Midnight Dream, I really felt like it, it matched my experience. And that was, it's cool to to get a full discussion with consumers that we don't normally really get a back and forth. Um, but I really think that you've, you delivered a very uh, repeatable experience. Just everyone kind of says, it just helped me relax into the sleep. It didn't knock me out. Yeah, that was that was the goal. And I'm, I'm glad it's working for people. I've had a lot of people send me um, cause sometimes, you know, I'm so excited about these ingredients. You guys probably are too. Sometimes you're like, am I placeboing myself? Like, you know, cause I know what all these ingredients do and yeah, yeah. I feel more relaxed, but then you're like, did I feel more relaxed? Or did I just convince myself I did? But you know, you, you, you worked on, you work on it enough, you, you test it out enough and eventually you're like, okay, yeah, it's, it's doing what it's doing, but it is good to get that feedback from people that, Hey, this really worked for me and, and it's helping out. Um, Especially with, uh, had a lot of people send like fitness watch, like their, um, uh, what would that be like their, like a, whoop? like a whoop type data, which I've never really seen before. I don't have a whoop, but I ha I've had a couple of people they'll send me whoop data and they're like, they're like, Hey, here's, he's like, I, you know, I bet you could tell which day I started taking Oasis Midnight Dream. And then, you know, it's a bunch of green days in a row. And I'm like, awesome. Like that just shows it's, it's, it's working. Yeah. I think, um, 
Man, I really want to get into like Whoop or BioStrap or or a Ring or something because I think that that bio uh, data, which I don't know what you would call it, but it's so much more than like just like an anecdotal. Um, I think it's really valuable, but it's so cool to see those people pinging that back and forth. Like, oh yeah, getting to change people's like experiences in their lifestyles is really powerful. Right. That's that's the other thing I like too is you know these products, you know from from any brand I feel like. A lot of times if people buy a supplement, they're trying to better themselves. So they don't only just buy a product, they also start changing other habits as well. And that's what I really want to encourage is these products aren't the solution to everything, but you know, if you pick up another, a bunch of other good habits, you know, eating healthy, working out, staying active, you could change your whole life. And you know, if I could be a little tiny portion of that, like 1%, awesome. When I worked at GNC, we used to always joke about um, the brands they had at the time and how a lot of the products really were not efficacious or helpful at all. But um, I always felt like if a customer comes in and, you know, spends hundred bucks, you know, uh, that's going to kickstart. I mean, you don't have like financial, like you have like skin in the game. Like you, you have mm -hmm. to go home and, and change other things. You know that you can't just take the products. You have to then really commit to it. Um, in this case, they're actually getting an efficacious product, thankfully, from Soul Performance. <laughs> Um, so I guess let's talk about collagen because we yeah we got to get into this teasing it and uh, so this formula was should I do a live tasting here the the flavor is milk tea so <laughs> I think you should <laughs> all right I might have to disappear for a second um, we can show the label here you definitely have a couple unique things going on here and this is actually something we talked to Nutrition Twenty One about on a phone call they're um, asking about some trends and everything. And I was like, collagen's clearly a trend. And a lot of people are looking for ways to increase the, um, the uptake of it because, you know, it, sometimes collagen's improperly used for muscle gains. And I think at this right. point, most of the market gets that this for hair, skin, nails kind of thing, uh, joints, soft tissue, uh, what, you know, the, we don't eat enough of the, the skin and the soft tissue and the cartilage and the, you know, the, meat off the bone type stuff as it is. So getting in those amino acids, that helps out. Uh, so, but either way, it seems like Velocitol, which you've included here, may possibly be able to include it. I'd like to maybe, may possibly um, boost the absorption of of the collagen. I don't think they have any data on that. I told them they should, should, they should get a study going to do it. So hopefully they do. Was that kind of what you were thinking by having, you have 12 grams of bovine collagen peptides, and then you have two grams of the Velocitol. Is that kind of what you were hoping for? So, so that was partially what I was hoping for with that. But the other aspect I was thinking of with this formula was, um, you know, a lot of people, that's what I looked at too, in the market, how I started off with this was, um, you know, my other three products had kind of been in the process or we've, we've received them. And my wife was, she takes um, collagen all the time. She's like, you know, what, what, what would you do with the collagen? So then I started, you know, messing around with, with the formulation. And that's when I started going off the chain with this one. But um, the concept was, I noticed probably a lot of people who take collagen, are they, one, they're probably, they're usually women. So are they, are they taking a normal protein along with that? So if they're not, how can I potentially optimize the protein they are taking in throughout the day? Gotcha. So, you know, there is a study that was um, done that kind of showed like maybe up to around, I think it was like eight hours or so, it could sort of optimize a protein synthesis throughout the day after a dose of the two gram dose of Velocitol. So that was kind of my concept there. And then, yeah, if it could take the... 
they say theoretically, because they haven't done a study on it, but theoretically it could boost the absorption of all the other amino acids contained within, um, you know, collagen that it's very different amino acid profile than whey. So I definitely wouldn't market it as like a muscle builder. If that's what you're looking for, I'd go with the standard whey protein. But the whole concept beyond, behind this product was how can you take all the little aspects of collagen and kind of make those categories better and support your the protein you are taking in throughout the day better. I think we lost right. Ben. Do we, oh, Ben, you're muted. But uh, yeah, so I'm either going to call for some uh, shaker cup support here. I'm going to go and go get some. Um, okay, so that's the first two ingredients. Then like right off the bat, so we, we can go all over the place. In the other ingredients, we have an oat milk blend here, Oatsy oat milk blend. So I've heard about this. I have not yet tried it on any front. So I'm excited about this one. And um, you're going to have to, yeah, I mean, you're going to have to educate the, the crowd on some of these ingredients because you, you go right into two ingredients that we have um that we haven't covered one of them is a mushroom did we end up by the way did we end up awarding the winner for that mushroom yeah it was, yeah, it was david lamb I cool okay good yeah. oh that's funny i know him yeah he's, he's talking <laughs> about how you how he's a civil engineer actually so uh, oh perfect oh nice buddies cool. um so yeah can we just go down this label and kind of can you kind of explain a little bit what's going on here yeah so let's go Let's go from the top. Um, just a big dose of vitamin C. So 500 milligrams of vitamin C to kind of support that, um, you know, skin regeneration, damaged muscle cells, kind of uptake that promote the production of collagen. So just a big giant dose of vitamin C off the top. Um, the other thing you'll see used over and over again across my products is magnesium, the Traxxas version. So magnesium is in this as well. I think magnesium is probably highly underutilized just in people's diets. So electrolyte endurance powder has magnesium. Oasis Midnight Dream has uh, magnesium and so does uh, ballistic Vitalized Collagen. So try to put a decent amount of magnesium in each one of those products. Um, then 12 grams of bovine collagen peptides. Uh, those were carefully sourced. So those are from a company called um, Custom Collagen. It's their clean collagen. Um, collagen peptides, those are 100% pasture raised, 100% um, bovine collagen. So I wanted to go the pasture raised route. So again, specifically source those. Um, got into the Velocitol. We kind of covered why that was in there. Then we're into the... Uh, I'm, now, I'm sorry, do you make any claims on the Velocitol because of that, that eight-hour idea? No, I haven't because I just said, you know, might support metabolic activity and, uh, you know, protein synthesis okay. is, is, is my, what I want. I didn't want to go way off the deep end and uh, put some stuff out there that people wouldn't understand, even though that's there. I, again, I just got to figure out how to market that well. Yeah, I feel like that's... I want you to keep going, but I, I, I feel that with a lot of your products that there's there's benefits that aren't communicated fully because it would be an entire other discussion to get into it. Right. Um, then the um, the next one down, it's got a long name. Everything I list is by Herbs of Commerce, so I don't use like commonly known names that, that Anastoja Digita, that's a Bobab fruit. So people are familiar with bobab fruit, uh, high in polyphenols, high in fiber. So that was in there again, support uh, skin regeneration, um, collagen synthesis from within. Was that a um, BSCG decision to go with the Herbs of Commerce names? It was, yep. Okay, yeah, yep. that's that's supposedly, I believe that's probably the most safe way to do it. So if you look at like the greens formula, it doesn't say lion's mane. 
because Lion's name is not an Herbs of Commerce name. It's Hercum Ernaces, I think, is the name. So uh, that's how it's listed on there. It doesn't even say Lion's Mane. Did you ever consider putting it in parentheses just to kind of so people would notice? Uh, I did, but I think it depends like what's kosher, what isn't. So um, I just I just left it off there. Okay, interesting. Um, so Bobab fruit, again, for that fiber, those polyphenols, down to the tremella mushroom. Uh, there's another one like the, uh, the adaptogens, the mushrooms showing up in basically every product, um, and a full gram of it, um, polysaccharides, polyphenols, the kind of the beta glucans that come from, um, mushrooms. That's why that was included in there again, collagen from within. Then we start getting into some new live stuff, Astrion and, um, Astrogen are both in there. So. I, one, have estrogen in there to promote, um, you know, absorptions of the amino acids, but I, I'm, I'm a big fan of gut health. So Oasis Midnight Dream estrogen, uh, Bliss Revitalized Collagen estrogen, SS Active Greens estrogen, 50 milligram dose in every single one of them. I want to promote that gut health. I know a lot of people say absorption, but I like to go after really the gut health pathway there. That's something we bring up a lot when we talk about estrogen. If it doesn't have a specific study with an ingredient that's in the product, we also know it's going to lower gut inflammation overall, which is right. it's going to help with everything, especially if you live in America and you eat a standard American diet. Mm -hmm. so um, you, you kind of mentioned that your wife brought up, like, what would you do with a collagen? Is that where the idea started? Was that 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 actually was where you came up with the idea to do a collagen in the first place? Yep. Yeah, okay. that was that's where it came from. Yep. That's funny. Uh. Then jumping into Cura White, so that's a turmeric extract. Uh, I know there's a lot of different turmeric extracts on the market. Um, this one was done mostly because it's a, a pure white turmeric powder, and it's encapsulated in beta-cyclodextrin. If you look at some of their studies, basically it stays active in the body for much longer than a standard turmeric extract would, um, and it's highly, much more highly bioavailable, so I went that route. How'd that um, taste? when you and, do it alone and it's c completely tasteless was the other a, thing okay yeah the the regular 250 milligrams you might be you could taste a flavor over it but you're gonna get a little bit of that curry flavor so i was wondering if the right. curl white here the white version would uh that's good to hear <laughs> yeah it's completely tasteless um and then the other thing i got into was you know um collagen has every amino acid except tryptophan so throw 100 milligrams of tryptophan in the formula to simulate a full amino acid profile. Um, it's not a huge amount, but you get a little bit of boost from the um, estrogen, but the goal there was to make a complete protein out of uh, adding in the tryptophan. That's awesome. And then finally, closing it out with Dermaval from Futureceuticals. It's that fruit and vegetable blend, and that is uh, all about um, elastin and gelatinase, basically inhibiting those and supporting collagen from within again. So hitting a couple different categories, um, joint health with the, uh, turmeric powder, gut health with the, um, the, uh, bobab fruit and the tremella mushroom. Um, which we got the collagen from within with the astrion and the dermaval, and then hitting you pretty good with some uh, pasture-raised bovine collagen peptides with the peptides and kind of closing it all out, the cherry on top, doing velocitol, um, kind of supporting that amino acid synthesis. I have never seen anybody do that before, and I, the, the guys at Nutrition 21 um, said the same thing. No one's used it in collagen before. Um, they said, you, you know, we make a, a, a beauty from within ingredient, uh, Lestriva, and I did consider that for a while, but I was like, you know, I, I'm willing to take 
again, there's no data on velocitol used with bovine collagen peptides, but I was like, I'm willing to take the leap based on the data that you guys do have, because it's such good research to say it would be useful here. Yeah. Are you familiar? I don't think most of our chat is actually familiar with what Lustriva is on a, like an actual ingredient basis. <laughs> we uh, haven't covered that one we yet. Are, they have asked us not to, they, they, they don't know that Lustriva will do very well in the sports nutrition sector, which is what they consider us to be part of, but Lustriva is it's arginine silicate, just like nitrosagene and new level. Um, and I, I think it's so cool. They're finding so many different uses for this one ingredient. And I, I think it actually is pretty compelling too, uh, which is cool to see, but, um, you brought up like their quality of data. Um, Nutrition Twenty One like has really great human data across the board. Yeah, and I I predict that if they run a, they will eventually run a study on collagen, and we will stamp it here that if it's a successful study, Matt was on it. Sole Performance Nutrition was first. I think I, I'm hoping that they will eventually do that because um, yeah, if it works, then we want to make these collagen supplements better. I feel like you have to. I mean, it's collagen. It's everywhere right now. Everyone's using it. Even the Muscle protein guys are using it, even if that, even if that doesn't work that way. All right, I'm opening to... this up. If you can hear the this. Matt, we had someone in chat asking if you could Sounds mix good. this with uh, milk. Oh yeah. Have you done yes. it? So I put in the oat powder to give it some thickness. That's the oat milk um, powder mm -hmm. to give it some thickness, to give it um, the creaminess. Uh, just considering the fact that um, maybe not everybody's lactose friendly. So I went that route, but I, yeah, I've mixed this with milk and yeah, it was totally fine. I actually, I, I wanted to ask him before he left to get some milk while he was doing it, but. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm kind of curious. It's very creamy, very, uh, basically milk tea, what I was trying to replicate, uh, for those not familiar, it's like an Asian um, type of, I don't know if you call it a dessert, but a drink, but it's that boba tea, the bubble tea drinks. Uh, that's kind of the flavor profile I was going for here. That's exactly what I was hoping for. Yeah, it's actually been 10 years exactly since I've been out there, but um, I love the milk tea out there. So here we go. So very creamy, uh, just a little herbal hint, some sweetness. Ooh. That's enjoyable. Yeah, so there's a little bit of the herbal hint, but the creaminess, is so much oh this oatsy really well done this the creaminess stays with you and keeps the sweetness after one sip that yeah. that's impressive that's more enjoyable than the average collagen that is by far more enjoyable yeah collagen peptides are they're they're not like a way they're very thin so like right. when you have a mouthfeel uh with that typically especially if you're trying to do some kind of like a desserty type of drink you get like almost no mouthfeel to it. So that was my strategy here was to put the oat milk in there, give it some mouthfeel, give it some creaminess, kind of aid that flavor profile a little bit. Yeah, that's clearly, I, I, I'd be curious to see what it tastes like without the oat milk, because to me, the oat milk is doing a lot of the heavy lifting here, which is a good thing. That's why you're using it. Yeah, and that kind of fed my bill of, you know, leverage that that ingredient, that raw material ingredient. So the flavor profile from the Oatsy and just a little bit of flavoring on the end. So a little mm -hmm. bit of natural flavoring to give it that kind of milk tea flavor and not, you know, I'm not throwing a couple grams of, um, you know, whatever unnatural flavors in here to make it taste like cotton candy. I'm just trying to leverage <laughs> the flavor profile as much as I can. Well done. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm. A, it's a toss up as to whether my wife's gonna like that or not. Um, she seems <laughs> to like flavors that are kind of like this. So. And we'll find out. I'll let you know. Someone in the chat just said they added their collagen to cottage cheese, and they think this might work with that. And oh yeah, 
I'm like morbidly curious about what cottage cheese and this will taste like. You know, I, I don't know if I've ever heard of anyone doing collagen with cottage cheese. That's that's unique. It's a one protein of the, source. One of the things I've done uh, for a long time, and I just I think somebody mentioned it in the Discord the other day, and I kind of realized I've I've almost done the same thing. Is I I don't know the last time I drank a protein shake. It's been in like I'll take like Greek yogurt, kind of mix it in, make like a I don't even know what you call it, like a thick protein yogurt, I guess, throw in some nuts and blueberries. And like, that's, that's like my protein thing. Yeah. Um, I put this in overnight oats actually last night and I was like, oh, I wonder how that would taste. And it, it was, it turned out pretty good. I was big on protein cereal for like years at this point. Um, if it wasn't a flavor video, I was doing it in, in cereal. Um, I just recently started drinking it again. I, it goes down quicker. So I'd yeah. rather like, I, I know that like if you enjoy the meal, it's nice to sit down and have your Greek yogurt or your cereal or whatever. But like I've been kind of more like on the go or whatever kind of whatever. So I've been, I I drink them quickly and mm -hmm. uh, get the carbs from like an AP brownie or something. Oh yeah. Mike's uh, Mike's back at it. You must be like I'm thoroughly enjoying this. It, it, I got three fl three wave flavor waves, and the first and third are my favorite, and those are the most important ones. The herbs come in second, but then they go back away. This is, yeah, this could be a nighttime daily driver. And then I'm not sure if you were, so I, I might have missed some stuff. Were you meaning to have it taken at night or anything? And I missed the the high chromium dose. I don't need you to repeat everything, but having a little bit of magnesium, I take, I take extra magnesium before bed. Um, magnesium and glycine are my two go-tos before bed for me. And, um, and this actually has a little bit of, of, of the magnesium added. So I like that. Was, was it intended for before bed though? Uh, not necessarily. I was, I typically have taken this kind of midday or even after a workout. Um, it's just because of the fact that you could leverage that, um, velocitol action yeah. on kind of protein synthesis right. throughout the day, but there's no reason why you couldn't take it at night, especially with that extra magnesium dose in there. That's great before bedtime. Have you tried this warm? You know, I haven't, I might do that. I'm not sure if microwaving collagen is a bad idea, but I know sometimes I don't, I have to look specifically. I know sometimes like certain proteins get like kind of broken down when they're heated yeah. up, but uh, I've never tried it. Okay. And I'm not afraid like <laughs> but more amino acids. Broken like down you mentioned uh, high chromium dose. I don't have the formula in front of me and it's not on the site because it's not released yet, but isn't that the chromium coming from the velocitol? Velocitol, right. Okay. Oh, of course. Okay, cool. Well, you, you said high doses, so I didn't know. I, I don't remember the, the the direct breakdown of the amylopectin and the chromium, but that's pretty I should have noticed that because, yeah, you have the chromium histidinate and then the picolinate blend, and it's 1,000 micrograms total. So, that's that, cool. yeah, yeah, that's 100% from velocitol. Right. Cool. I'm a fan. This is a – so, yeah. The, okay, last question. Has anyone tried this as a coffee creamer? Actually – when I said I haven't had it hot, that was a lie. I've had it in coffee probably eight times. Um, yeah, I'm a coffee fiend, so I've had this in coffee. I uh, I like that layered superfood creamer, so I use that a lot. Uh, but I've had this in there recently too, and uh, kind of works pretty decent as a coffee. Does it work? Creamer. Okay, yeah. I was wondering if they, yeah the oats would be floating around or whatever. I'm gonna try it tomorrow morning. That's generally how um, the how I like my collagen is with coffee. So mm. when there's a uh, a good flavor is, you know, Ben and I, he just posted a, a fruity collagen review and he's like, Oh, you gotta try this stuff. I'm like, yeah, but I can't mix it in my coffee. I'm not going to mix <laughs> mango coffee. So this is actually, I think would be very good. I will report back tomorrow with that. <laughs> Thank you, by the way. And these products have been sent for free for all you lawyers out there. 
<laughs> I, I do no, I do. I do greatly appreciate it though. Especially if it can, if it can power the daily driver coffee before I get into pre-workouts, then that's all the better. So awesome. do you have a mapped out idea of like the next couple categories you'd want to look at? I do. Um, I've got, um, you don't have to disclose them. I was just curious because I have about four active formulas that I'm working on. Um, actually it's kind of up to the discord the most. So what the, what the next product was going to be. So I really wanted to come out with a, a multivitamin that I have that basically done, but I said, do you guys want a multivitamin or do you want like a pre-workout E type nootropic E type ingredient? And they said, we want the pre-workout nootropics. Yeah. I said, okay, that's what I'm doing. So, um, well, what's broken in the, in the multivitamin world, there's so many multivitamins out there. Like what, that was, that was my struggle. I just tried to think, I know for myself, like what are, what are things I take every day that I could, that I could go after. And that was kind of my strategy is what could I give people that could be a good daily driver ingredient that, yeah, you know, you're taking in your, your, your vitamins, your minerals and stuff like that. But what are other good additives that, you know, the little extra flary ingredients that you could take every single day that maybe aren't looked at so often? That can kind of lend themselves to a multivitamin. So that's what I was looking at. Um, God, I have done, too, apparently, yeah. <laughs> having done collagen, does that make you want to do protein less? Um, it does. I don't know if I would come out with a protein. I, honestly, if I were to do something, it'd probably be like a raw, barely flavored, like raw dark chocolate additive type thing in there and maybe throw in some estrogen, that type of category. I mean, you look at uh protos by Glaxon. I mean, that's an awesome product. That's got, that's like really protein done crazy. So yeah. that I feel like they hit that category really well. That's what I would have expected from you. It's like an optimal protein. Um, and then, you know, ghost awesome job with all the flavor uh, collaborations and things like that. So it's not that, I mean, I, I think it's an awesome category. It's just, I don't know. I don't know what I could add to it. So that's why I'm not, for me, super excited about the category. Yeah, I understand that. Um, David's asking about your combo that you were talking about for your allergies, Royal Jelly and, and NAC. Is that? Yeah, that's kind of funny. Um, for the longest time, I would take, I don't remember what it was, Zyrtec or something like that. Every year, every year for, I can't even remember how long for seasonal allergies. And I, like this year, uh, going, coming into the allergy season, I was like, I wonder if I could just, take something else that's a supplement that might help this. Um, so I just started doing some research on stuff and I kind of settled on NAC and Royal Jelly. And I was taking that for a while um, leading up to allergy season. And um, for me personally, I don't know how effective this would be for other people. Um, it seems to work pretty darn well. Um, I spread mulch, what was it, day before yesterday? And I had some pretty good itchiness in the nose and eyes, but that was after spreading mulch all day long. But coming into today, I feel nothing again. And there's pollen all over my backyard. So I'm, I was surprised with how well it worked. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. I usually do a uh, quercetin, bromelain, um, stinging nettle is hmm. part of my allergy stack and NAC is in there as well. Um, cool. And then once in a while I've tried butter burr, which has some pretty interesting migraine, uh, research actually, hmm. which I, I don't have, but um, there's some, there's, there's some cool stuff out there, but yeah, here in Texas, we get, we get beat up pretty good. So Everything I don't know. Those are awesome. tech yet. Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, but obviously, NAC, you can't really, you couldn't take that formula to market, unfortunately. Yeah, and I don't know if I would, I was thinking, I was like, would I make something like this? Because I, I, I have um, quercetin's another one I came across. Um, I think there's like a whole complex you could do, but I was like, I don't know, am I excited about this category? So that's why I was just like, hey, here's what I'm doing. I just shared it with people on, I think on um, Instagram and over on TikTok. And hey, here's what I'm doing. Maybe it'll work for you, maybe not. Hmm. That's the kind of video I would expect would do really well on TikTok. How long ago did you do that? uh maybe like a week ago i did like two versions of it uh one that was like hey i'm just starting this i don't even know what it's gonna do but seems like it's kind of okay and then one like we're you know it's i'm mowing grass and pollen's flying all over the place and i'm like eh kind of still hanging in there so i think it's doing something yeah uh for anyone who's watching or mike uh matt's trying out tiktok he's trying to like learn it which is really cool to see like as a starting business owner because tiktok is first of all matt and i are both older than the normal population of TikTok, so we're already at a deficit. So it's been fun like kind of getting back and forth with Matt talking about like what's worked for us because this this whole new platform is crazy. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing over there, but I'm just trying to have fun and mostly do educational stuff. Cause I like when it gets into the meme stuff, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not that funny. <laughs> <laughs> Would you be open to um so I think you've you've shown displayed that you've learned a ton over the last couple of years and you have a good amount of information someone's watching this podcast listening to this podcast and they are saying i might like some help from that guy would you be open to doing consulting in the in this industry at all um yeah potentially it's kind of interesting like i don't feel like an expert it's almost like a bizarre like question but um i have never really thought about that but i guess if somebody ever asked like how did i do what i did i yeah i mean sharing imposter syndrome well okay cool yeah no because a lot of times we see like there's brands that have that are science-based and that's obviously you and then there's brands that are marketing-based that are influencer-based forever and sometimes those brands need to bring in the science guy even if it's in just for a day or whatever and to like kick around hey you know i i'm already I'm going to sell a lot of this product. I'm this popular guy on TikTok or whatever, but like, how would we make it like, you know, kick ass and everything. Mm. And that's where, you know, sometimes consultants come in to help out and everything. And it seems like you'd be a, a, a pretty good fit for some people who uh, want to like, just have that one twist. And, uh, and, you know, sometimes we get asked to do stuff like that too, but it just, uh, just putting it out there that, you know, there might be potentially people that need just an, a, a few hours of your support. Yeah, sure. I never thought about that. But yeah, you're definitely on the science side of the brand. So, <laughs> you know, when we see the the uh, the more sciencey brands, and and those are the ones that you know when Ben when Ben started talking to you, he said, Mike, you gotta you gotta you gotta check this guy out. He's he's your style. Also, we're both from around the same area uh, up in Northeast Ohio. So, oh yeah, yeah, that, that doesn't hurt as well. So, I haven't I haven't lived up there since I was 18. But I, I but yeah. just I I feel like there's a certain class of people like engineers or. Yeah. People who are like, they're no BS, just like you're here to learn and do the right thing. And, um, you know, I, I love heavy marketing brands as well. Like we, we love working with those, but sometimes you meet like a certain class of um, company or owner and it's like, Mike, you gotta, you gotta meet this guy because he, he gets it. Right. Um, I feel like your uh, process uh, mind, like, like the way that you, you create processes for your business or like just the way that you put together that documentation, that's gotta be something that a lot of brands haven't even considered. Oh like yeah. Ha having SOPs for things. I mean, sure. I'm sure as an engineer, you can appreciate. 
Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's huge. Like on the engineering side, like SOPs for everything, like everything needs a process, everything needs documented, everything needs some kind of control plan. Um, some kind of just like, how do you check yourself essentially yeah. that you're doing the right thing? And that's, that's kind of my big thing is, um, how do I make sure I'm, I'm doing the right thing or how do I get the right people in front of me that can check my work, let's say, uh, to make sure I'm going down the right path. Um, do you, awesome. Uh, one of the things that I noticed is like, uh, does BSCG kind of give you ideas on those those processes, um, like retaining samples or adverse reactions? Um, a little bit. Uh, we've we haven't gotten too much into that. I mean, we've gotten into like some of the like SOPs on on that side. So I do have a lot of that. Like my manufacturers helped me out, and they've got into it with me a little bit. All the stuff kind of like I didn't know. Okay. Um, actually, there's a lot that just the label, like, man, the supplement facts panel, like the amount of talking I have gone over on like how you are supposed to lay that thing out. There are so many regulations on like what that's supposed to look like. And it's just how often it is just when, when you see how often by brands, it is just like destroyed and like, doesn't, isn't things aren't even listed remotely like they're supposed to. And the FDA can come after you for that. Um, so that that was one of the big things is we're constantly talking about the supplement packs panel, what that needs to look like, what it needs to read like, um, basically the CFR dot one dot one dot one, just that whole document, like going over that very specifically. Yeah, Mike Mike finds a lot of mistakes and issues on labels. <laughs> I go crazy. <laughs> I will let you know though, friendly. If yeah, we're never we're never slamming on someone when we when we try to correct a label, I just say, Hey, fix it for the next run or whatever. But I am very, very doubtful. We will find a misspelling on yours. It looks like it's been combed over a thousand times over. So kudos to you, man. I, this is exciting. I, I'd like to congratulate you on everything you're doing and everything. I know um, it's wild time starting a new business and everything. And, uh, you know, we're in, and we're in a time where it's tough for new brands and uh, it, you know, there's a lot of question marks in the economy and business and everything, but I think you're finding your people and that's, that's, what's, what's awesome. And it's, um, and you're putting together some good stuff and you're clearly helping people. You're helping people sleep. You're helping them feel better. You're helping them. Like that's end of story. And that's just an incredible thing. So, um, I, I don't know if anyone noticed, but I watched YouTube, I crushed the rest of that, that collagen. So this is definitely going to go into the coffee next. And, uh, I, I'm very excited. So thank you for this. Uh, I, I, when the, when is this going to be up for sale on your website? Well, shooting for tomorrow, but, oh, sweet. um, I don't know if it's officially going to be tomorrow or not. I have all my do not disturb stuff on. I was trying to time BSCG. So it's usually like a 10 to 15 day process. So I basically won't put it up for sale until it has that BSCG certification. Um, so as soon as that comes up, that's when it goes up for sale. That, that's incredible. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So yeah, I just, I, I was clicking away. We are going to get this, like your, your brand added to our uh, website and everything. So people will eventually when they're listening to this, be able to sign up for uh price followers, price.com slash soul dash performance dash nutrition. And, uh, and then we will hit people up when, when new stuff comes up on your site. Um, yeah. Maybe awesome. Way we'll, out to, to kind of outro this uh, places people can find yeah. uh, soul performance. Obviously direct is a big spot, but we actually have someone that asked, and I think it's a good question because we'll have brick and mortar seeing this as well. Are you interested in brick and mortar like wholesaling? Is that something you've considered? I am eventually, uh, I've been trying to mostly do direct to consumer just because I like to have somewhat of a relationship with the people who are buying the products. Because I mean, 
you know, I'd love to sell my stuff, but I've had probably at least 15 people that were looking for something that I've directed them to something else. Mm -hmm. Hey, this is probably going to fit your goals better. So I'd rat like, I'm going to lose that if it, if it goes to, and there's a certain scale that at some point you can't answer every email, but that's what I like doing right now is, you know, Hey, I'm looking for, you know, X, Y, Z product. And I think this is what I want. And after talking to her a little bit, eh, you know, this might work a little better for you. I, I, I like that. And, or, you know, I see, um, you know, people buying products over and over again. I don't know who these people are, but maybe on that fourth order, fifth order, they get something extra surprise that they're not expecting. I like doing that for people too. Cool. That's awesome. All right. Well, uh, I've got everything that I need out of this podcast. This has been really fun. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'm hoping we can uh, keep talking. We'll be talking about uh, some products coming up soon. Uh, so you'll see some more content on the YouTube channel and blog. But uh, Matt, thank you so much for, for hanging out with us. Thank you, guys. I uh, appreciate it so much. Thanks for the opportunity.